Coming up today on the Dr. Linda Mental Show. The person becomes really irritable. They can shout. They can become angry. They can damage things. They can get in fights. They threaten people. They have all these racing thoughts, sometimes chest tightness. And the person has trouble resisting those aggressive impulses no matter what the cause is. So the person feels really out of control. The Dr. Linda Mental Show is next. Welcome to the Dr. Linda Mental Show. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Mental, the relationship doctor, and I'm here along with my co-host, Chris Weigel. And every weekend we're here, we're doing life together, and we're always so glad that you join us. You know, Dr. Linda, I always have a cup of coffee right here with me at, you at do. the desk. Like always. Every minute of the show. That's right. <laughs> that's right. So what would you do if I just uh, spilled it on you? Just <laughs> Spilled it right on your lap. Well, I would react like most people would, probably from the heat of the coffee more Mm -hmm. than anything else. And I'd be upset because I'd probably have to take something to the dry cleaners or wash some of my clothes. But, you know, Chris, it takes a lot to make me really, really angry. I do get upset at a lot of things, usually things that involve injustice. That's kind of my trigger. Mm -hmm. But I don't explode with anger. I know we all have our issues, but temper outbursts is is not one of mine. You wouldn't get just really angry and lose it. Mm -hmm. Well, there are a lot of people who do get angry to the point of being explosive with their anger. And that's the topic of today's show. Yeah. So let me give you an example of that. A wife asked her husband just to grab the trash and take it out on his way to the car in the garage. Simple enough. Yeah. Yeah. Just Mm -hmm. pretty easy request. And she says it in a normal tone of voice. Right. But the husband just explodes with Mm -hmm. anger at the request. And then the wife is sitting there a bit dumbfounded and thinks, whoa, mm-hmm. what just happened? Well, she reacts that way because it's, it's really a, an intense reaction to a simple demand, like you said. Yeah, so that's exactly right. So here are a few more examples. A 16-year-old starts arguing with his brother, but then he grabs a kitchen knife and starts chasing his brother around the kitchen. Okay, I'm looking this up. Um Arguments with your brother should not involve a chase with a knife. (laughs) That's right. So it's a little bit of an excessive reaction, right? Or what about a 22-year-old who drives his car into the garage door after the breakup with his girlfriend that he dated for only four months? Looking this one up, too, it says, don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that. And here's one more from a mom. This is what a mom said. Her young teen plays a video game. She loses a round. She becomes very angry. And the mom tells us she's thrown the tablet across the room and actually broke it, which gets her even more angry and upset. Mm. Then at least 20 minutes of screaming, crying and losing it go by, which is then followed by some deep, remorseful sobbing. Do you see a pattern in these examples? Starting to, yes. And they involve an explosive reaction to something that really doesn't merit that type of reaction. And But doesn't everyone get angry and lose it once in a while? And here's why I asked just this past week. I hate to admit this. I had a tool that wasn't working like it should, and I tossed it across the room. Like the teenager with the video. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so everyone gets angry. I mean, we all get angry, right? We experience Mm -hmm. it sometimes at various levels and degrees. I mean, you can get angry waiting in a line at a grocery store. That's happened to us a few times where the people just are not moving. Right. And we're in the express line, which is not express. <laughs> and, you know, so maybe you get angry at that or you get into an argument with your wife or your husband. Um, but 
when anger is really extreme and when it's triggered by something relatively trivial, then it really becomes a problem. And it's this explosive type of anger that we want to better understand and talk about today. And that explosive type anger is actually considered a psychiatric disorder. So let's talk about that. Yeah, it is. It's called intermittent explosive disorder. Mm -hmm. And you know what the acronym for that would be? (laughs) Turns out it's IED. It's an IED. (laughs) And it's really easy to remember because like the bomb IED, Mm -hmm. this type of anger is a It's an explosion. It's more than that occasional outburst that you have sometimes under stress. It's like an IED. It feels like someone stepped on a minefield, you didn't see it coming, and suddenly it goes off unexpectedly. And between 1% and 7% of people will develop this disorder uh, during their lifetime. Not always during the teen years, but uh, usually. Yeah, that's usually when you start to see this really coming out. And we don't know exactly why this occurs, Chris, but sometimes we think there are some contributing factors that might help this type of reaction along. Mm -hmm. What are these factors? I think we might uh, think of a few people who who could fit into this. Well, interestingly, this runs in families. So um, being exposed to someone in your family that is verbally or physically abusive, Mm -hmm. that's going to be a risk factor for someone. If you grew up in a family where people get angry and they're out of control, and that's what you constantly see, right. that's going to be a risk factor. And you might see someone else in the family. You know, Think about it. You might see somebody who you describe as, oh, that person has a really bad temper. Yeah. So that's a model that you see. And a history of trauma as a child is another risk factor. And in some cases, we see depression, anxiety, and substance use also present with people who struggle with this. So this is basically (laughs) an intermittent explosive disorder is a very large adult temper tantrum. But here's the other question I have. What if it just happens once in a while? You know, people get mad and like, like I did this week, I got mad and, you know, something. something. Yeah. Yeah. But if you don't do that every day, at what point is this a personality disorder? It's not a personality disorder. It's really a reaction to stress and anxiety that is over the top. Mm-hmm. So on a regular kind of basis. So not all the time, but when you have these moments, there's a way you diagnose this in psychiatry. But think of the Marvel comic character, the Incredible Hulk. Okay, do you remember mm-hmm. that? Oh, did yeah. you ever did you ever read those comics? The Green Guy. Yeah. So yeah. remember mild mannered scientist Bruce Banner? Mm-hmm. He transforms into this really mean and angry person whenever he's angered, provoked, or excited. So that's not normal. So sometimes when IED, we'll we'll call it that, intermittent explosive disorder, sometimes when people go into a rage, it's usually something over something that is not that big of a deal. That's what characterizes it from a temper tantrum. The person becomes really irritable. They can shout. They can become angry. They can damage things. They can get in fights. They threaten people. They have all these racing thoughts, sometimes chest tightness, tremors, palpitations. And the person has trouble resisting those aggressive impulses no matter what the cause is. So the person feels really out of control with that reaction. I've heard this compared to Jekyll and Hyde. They go from normal guy to, you know, nuts. It's this this reaction that suddenly looks like it comes out of nowhere. Remember that kind of like stepping on a minefield kind mm-hmm. of thing. And when you throw this type of tantrum, it's so out of the blue yeah. that they kind of take a step back and go, whoa, afterwards. And then what happens, Chris, is because of this, your loved one or your friends or your family just start avoiding you because they don't know when they're coming. And the individual himself might alienate himself from other people because they're embarrassed. So this is the other part of this. The person then afterwards feels very embarrassed. 
they're afraid they might hurt somebody because they feel like they don't control this type of anger. Is the person sorry for this when they explode? Are they aware of how over the top this is? Often, genuine regret is expressed after the outburst. And later, the individual may feel upset and be, like I said, be remorseful or embarrassed about their behavior. They may apologize for their behavior. They actually should. Mm -hmm. But they're ashamed of the fact that they don't seem to be able to control it, which is why they need to get some help. We talk about how this comes out of the blue, but can you see it coming on? You can teach people to start recognizing the buildup. So just prior to an outburst, the person starts to notice that they're feeling more restless, they're feeling frustrated, they're struggling a little bit to manage the anger, which can be a sign that it's going to come. Some people also report that when they're going to have one of these outbursts, they often feel like a tingling feeling or tremors or palpitations, like an anxiety reaction, mm -hmm. and they feel pressure in their head. Some people even report feeling, hearing an echo. Sounds like they're about to get married. This is what I experienced at my wedding. <laughs> that would be different, probably, unless you just had an explosion then right. uh, no, at the altar no. or something, right? <laughs> I can't see how this would cause problems with relationships and on the job. It really can result in a job loss. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about that. If you're having intermittent explosive episodes, uh, people don't want you around. And it can be scary for kids. When kids have this, they can get suspended from school. Sometimes this is a reason for divorce among some people. If they're not getting help and they don't deal with it, certainly is difficult to have a friend like that, right, mm -hmm. when you don't know where that's going to happen. And when somebody has that type of intensity of a reaction, they can be in the car feeling this, and it can even result in an accident or, you know, they get in a fight. And if they have financial problems, that can really make it worse. It can even lead to some people going to prison or having legal problems. Well, it's all very interesting as we talk about intermittent explosive disorder. We need to take a short break. What are the signs and what should we look for to recognize this out-of-control anger? Conflict is a part of every healthy relationship. How you deal with conflict is what will either grow or destroy relationships. Do you avoid? Maybe you become highly emotional and then regret what you said or did. Getting control of our emotions is not always easy, but it is possible. Hi, this is Dr. Linda Mintel, and I wrote the book, We Need to Talk, in order to help all of us deal better with conflict. We Need to Talk, available at bookstores and online where books are sold. Welcome back to the Dr. Linda Mental Show, and today we are talking about how to handle an explosive person and what to look for to recognize this problem. Before we continue, I want to remind you to check out Dr. Linda's website, drlindamental.com. That's where you can find her blogs and books, and you can connect on social media. And speaking of books, Dr. Linda has a book. It's called Breaking Free from Anger and Unforgiveness, and it is directly related to today's topic. And you can find that anywhere books are sold online. And Dr. Linda, isn't this another one of those pocket-sized books you have? It is. It's a, it actually was a series of six books I wrote. One is on anger and unforgiveness. One's mm -hmm. on stress. Okay. One's on depression. So topics that people really relate to. You need six pockets to carry all these <laughs> you books. You want right? all six, but <laughs> you might not have problems with anorexia and bulimia. That might not be one that you want to get if that isn't an issue for you. So they're just very short reads, you know, packed really with good advice and right. scripture on top of it. Right. Well, on today's program, we're talking about explosive anger, and there's a word for that, IED, intermittent explosive disorder. Uh, let's talk about some of these signs, Dr. Linda, and I have another one for you. I'm really making myself the punching bag on this program. This past week, the dogs were barking incessantly at the FedEx man when he came up into the driveway. So I come outside and say, hey, you know, knock it off. 
And, of course, the dogs got scared and ran away. And is that an intermittent explosive disorder type scenario? Did you feel bad afterwards and feel like you lost control? No, the dogs needed it. Okay, so yeah. that's different. So then there it is. There's a real specific thing that's going on that's problematic. Mm-hmm. And you responded to the dogs because the dogs have to hear tone of voice to know right. they're in trouble, right? Right. And you didn't feel like you were out of control. So yeah. those are big differences when we're talking about this. Because usually the sign is that you get angry over something really small. Mm -hmm. And when that happens, it's not related. It's something like what I said, the woman is, the wife is just saying, take out the trash. And then the person just explodes. It's that reaction from other people. Now, if the FedEx guy would have said, whoa, who is this guy? I need to stay away from him, then maybe. So when someone gets angry over small things, do they have what is called a low frustration tolerance? So when you have a lot of stress in your life and you easily get frustrated, you easily get overwhelmed, you easily feel like you can't tolerate it, that is something that is called a low frustration tolerance. And then if you release that feeling of frustration through the anger, because you just don't know what else to do, you don't know what else to say, you don't know how to deal with it, and you just get angry about it, that would make you more of a person who might have a difficulty with this particular type of explosive disorder. You can see that low frustration tolerance in kids who have meltdowns in public and and, and lots of temper tantrums. Yeah, and remember, we've talked about this in other shows where you can even see it in babies in the church nursery. The (laughs) kids who cry very easily and get easily frustrated versus that baby who's just sitting there and cooing and happy no matter what's going on around them. So it's temperament, and it makes you more vulnerable to certain things. And adults can have those kinds of anger issues, too. They might throw objects, hit other people, cause damage to property. So when anger is out of your control and you feel like you just lose it, then it's a problem that you're having with anger. Well, here's how one young man said it. My anger comes out of the blue. And when it hits, it's like I can't feel anything else. It just takes over my entire body. And it's all I can think about. That sounds really out of control. Sounds like the Hulk. You know, because that's what happens to him in the movies. And and that low frustration tolerance comes with mood changes, and then it makes him feel like he could just explode. You know, we say people have mood swings or they get moody and that type of thing. This is a true mood change in one direction. It's anger. Right. So if you get disappointed or you get stressed or you get frustrated and you don't talk it out with people, you don't know how to calm yourself down, Mm -hmm. you just explode. And in a weird way, Chris, that anger feels comforting to people. I know that sounds really like, what? But it's a way of calming that person down. So people who struggle with this type of explosive anger say they know when they get triggered by sometimes being pushed aside or having some really awful bad feeling that they don't want to think about, and then they act out in anger. So that can be one of the triggers. If you pay attention to it, you might notice that that's when it's happening. Is this a type of blinding rage? If intense anger is one of the earlier symptoms that you're having, then blinding, uncontrollable rage is one of the later symptoms, and that is a much more serious kind. That type of physical manifestation of anger might involve you doing something really extreme, regrettable, like hurting a stranger, a loved one, or yourself. You might find yourself breaking objects, destroying property, all in an attempt to rid yourself of that tension that you're feeling of the anger that you have welled up inside of you. Mm, This is intense, for sure. It is. So listen to this from someone who struggles with this. Before treatment, my anger just came out of the blue. 
my wife and I might be having dinner and she'd say something and I'd just explode. I'd start yelling at the top of my lungs. I've even called her names. She would just try to stay calm and wait for the episode to end and I'd feel so bad after. Before therapy, I was incapable of being just slightly irritated. It was as though I needed to fly into a full-blown rage just so I could rid myself of the intense feelings. Hmm. Well, it's a relief to know that the man got help and yeah. hopefully isn't doing that anymore. Yeah, yeah. So it, it has to do with not handling emotions well and, and being overwhelmed and easily frustrated. So really, anything can be overwhelming. I mean, money, relationships, traffic, just about anything. Yeah, which is why it feels like it's coming out of nowhere for people. This is an impulse and control problem. So it's mm-hmm. it's an impulse problem that people have. People with IED don't usually seek treatment, really, until there are some major problems at work or in their relationships. But they need a lot of help, and they have to practice controlling those angry impulses. So how do you respond to this until someone gets help? Well, the first rule is if you're in a situation with somebody who's doing that, you need to get yourself safe and have a quick escape. So it's just too intense and too scary. Uh, Sometimes people even call the police when this happens. But I would just remove myself if possible. Because usually what happens is the person will eventually calm down within 30 minutes. Now, 30 minutes is a long time to have somebody be in a rage around you. But the thing is, the anger usually has nothing to do with you. Think about it. It's that person having these impulses that feel so out of their control It's their problem with impulse control, so it's better if you can avoid the person or leave the situation. So if I get angry and, you know, like we tend to do, hurl something across Mm -hmm, the room, mm -hmm. but the anger lasts for, you know, 30 or 40 seconds, would that be considered an IED episode or is that just being mad at something and... and well, it, it's, it's not, a, not good behavior, but... Yeah, and it's an impulse control, right? Because do you really want to be throwing things around for yeah. even 40 seconds? You don't. So it's the beginning of that, I would say, if you can't get that under control and it becomes a pattern, which is what happens with people, you know, that would be a problem. And if somebody's throwing something, all the more reason to get out of the way. Right. Especially <laughs> if you think they're going to become more aggressive or they've mm-hmm. done it before, then just get away from the situation. Don't try to confront the person during that time. That does right. not go well. If you can recognize the triggers and you can avoid, you know, being with the person until they really have figured out how to manage those triggers, mm-hmm. it does help to get out of the way. But you can try saying something empathetic when the person is starting to escalate like you must be feeling really frustrated by that waitress. So like like say you're sitting in a, you know, a restaurant and the, you can see this is coming on with the person. Mm-hmm. You don't want to just get up and walk out of the away from the table because you're afraid of what they're going to do. But you can say something like, I'm sure that waitress is frustrating you. Right. You know, maybe take a deep breath. And maybe you can cue yourself or cue the other person to de-escalate them. But ultimately, the person themselves needs to be able to sit there and go, all right, I feel it coming on. I need to take some deep breaths and I need to calm myself down. It's probably not helpful, too, if, if you see this coming on with someone to then start lecturing them about their behavior that may not help (laughs) right but we are saying get help or your relationships will be problematic and it could lead to a divorce or losing friendships yeah if you don't get help and you're doing this you lose trust with people people are around you going wow that is really out of control and i don't want to be with somebody who's out of control 
What about the use of medications for this? Are those helpful or necessary? You know, there are a number of medications that are, are known to reduce aggression and prevent rage outbursts. And some of those are the antidepressants that people know, those SSRIs that people have heard of, mm-hmm. the selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, or sometimes even mood stabilizers are used. And even some antipsychotic drugs are used to help with aggression. But not everybody responds to those. And It can help you calm down the aggression. You still have to learn, ultimately, how to control those impulses. So it'd be good to talk to a physician and decide if you think this might help you, but um, you still have to learn how to manage those impulses. That's right. Today we're talking about intermittent explosive disorder on the Dr. Linda Mental Show, and we need to take a break. But after the break, let's talk about what does work and how people can get help. The other day, I was cut off the road by a driver. Everything in me wanted to yell, hey, watch out. But I restrained myself knowing that yelling at the driver would not do so much good. And it wasn't the best way to deal with my anger. Anger easily rises up in most of us. Anger, while a natural emotion, needs to be dealt with in the right way. The Bible tells us, be angry, but do not sin. So what is the biblical way to handle anger? This is a question I answer in my short and easy book to read, Breaking Free from Anger and Unforgiveness. That small book has sold over 130,000 copies because of how practical and helpful it is to everyday living. So if you want to be angry but not sin, practice what Scripture teaches. Breaking Free from Anger and Unforgiveness is available on my website, drlindamintel.com, and online where books are sold. You're listening to the Dr. Linda Mental Show, and Dr. Linda has written numerous books that you can find on her website or online, and the book that applies directly to today's topic is Breaking Free from Anger and Unforgiveness. And Dr. Linda, um, we want to be clear that it's Breaking Free from Unforgiveness. Yes, because uh, a lot of times people say forgiveness. We want you to forgive. We don't want bitterness (laughs) to be in your heart. So, you know what, Chris? That book is my bestseller. Is it really? Yeah. And it's one of the uh, the small pocket-sized books. Pocket-sized books. There you go. Well, today's topic is intermittent explosive disorder. It's uh, actually IED, just sort of just like a bomb. Mm -hmm. And people with IED need treatment. So let's talk about what that entails. Well, basically, you have to learn better how to cope with these impulses that are very aggressive that you feel. So it's impulse control. So encourage the person, if they can't do it on their own, to get somebody to work with and get some professional help with that. Is there a specific type of therapy that works best? Yes, there's a therapy called cognitive behavior therapy. Sometimes people hear it as CBT, Mm -hmm. not CBD, CBT. (laughs) So it's cognitive behavior therapy. And what it does is it helps the person look at their thoughts that lead to that aggression What they do is they identify the triggers, and then the therapy teaches the person how to change their thoughts in order to calm down that anger and then replace their behavior, which is maybe to yell or throw things or get angry with something else. And it's really a process of what the Bible calls renewing the mind. So what about doing what we tell our kids to do, which is, of course, go to time out and you do this when you feel the anger rise. It's great. An adult timeout is really something that can work, especially if you have to walk away and calm down on your own self because you're so scared or afraid. But the person who's actually having the explosive disorder should put themselves in timeout. 
part of the problem seems to be the difficulty learning to relax and, like you said, calm down. What about relaxation training? Well, let me let me just say something before that, Chris. A lot of people use alcohol and drugs to relax. Mm. That is not helpful. Right. It is not helpful because think about what that does. It makes a person less inhibited. If you have problems with your anger impulses mm -hmm. and then you drink, you're going to be even less inhibited right. when it comes to trying to let go of those anger impulses. So that is, does not work. But there are a lot of really good strategies. There's something called progressive muscle relaxation that you can practice. Obviously, prayer and meditation at that time. There's just a lot of techniques, and they can be really helpful in managing that explosive anger that comes along with this disorder. Now, what you do is you start with slow diaphragmic breathing when you feel that your anger is rising. So if we just held our breath a few minutes right now and then slowly exhale, that type of breathing is going to really decrease your heart rate, and it's going to activate what we call the rest and digest system, hmm. which is the exact opposite part of the nervous system that is that fight and flight, which is when people get really angry and start trying to protect themselves. When you said hold your breath, I thought, you know, if, if you pass out, that is a good way to not, yeah, but not be so angry. You won't angry. hold your breath to pass out, but you, you want to, <laughs> you really want to do slow diaphragmic breathing because you're calming down your body mm -hmm. at that time. And then progressive muscle relaxation is another good technique. And what you do is you practice tensing muscles, relaxing muscles. And what that does is as you practice tensing and relaxing, you start to feel the difference between being tense and being relaxed and you can practice you can actually train your body to relax on a cue which is what you're going to need for this and then sometimes visualization can be really helpful so that's a, another one of those calming techniques where when you're really starting to get angry if you can picture a, a really beautiful beach mm -hmm. or a quiet snowy cabin or even if you can picture heaven in a, a place of peace and rest, then you can calm down your body by doing that. But Dr. Linda, as we get near the end of the program, let's apply the scriptures to what we're talking about today. And I'll start with Second uh, Timothy one seven, for God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love. And here's the key: self-control. And we also read the same thing in Second Peter. 1 verses 5 through 6 for this very reason make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue and virtue with knowledge and knowledge with guess what self-control yeah so self-control is really key here and the bible addresses this because of our human nature that is born into sin and our body sometimes in our mind has a goes off on its own but we're not a slave to any of that in our anger chris rather we can really develop a spiritual self-control through prayer and humility let me give you just a quick view of that. So this first step would be renew your mind with God's word. Second, pray for the Holy Spirit's help. Third, confess your habits to God and to other people for accountability. Fourth, identify and remove the triggers so you know what those triggers are. Five, remember the power of the gospel when you fail. It's not by might, not by power, but it's by the Holy Spirit that you can get this help. As we sum up this show... Remind your loved one or friend that you are supportive of him or her getting treatment in order to learn how to have better coping skills, that as they submit themselves to God, as they get some therapy, as they draw deeper in their relationship with the Lord, they can develop self-control through the power of the Holy Spirit. With time, someone with IED can be in better control and mindful of his or her impulsive, aggressive feelings. 
Well, that's all the time we have for today. Many thanks to our producer, Norm Mintel, and our engineer and my co-host, Chris Weigel, who makes the show a conversation. From all of us here at Faith Radio, we'll talk to you next weekend. In the meantime, remember, we're here, we're doing life together, and it's better when you don't have to do it alone. Well, thanks for listening to this conversation from the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. These podcasts are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and helping us grow the impact of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Also, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player, and you'll never miss a show.